Today's episode is, is, is a chill one. We didn't want to get into anything too deep. <laughs> yeah, this is in the bedroom. Ayo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I feel bad for my family listening to my just on him. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm goofy, y'all. I'm, I'm in a very, like... We're having a weird day today. It's not my fault. I told JC to go out and get me some of that CBD oil to relax, and he came back with weed, and that's what happens. What the? F what the yeah, fuck? Never... Weed has CBD in it, dipshit. Have you just kicking it? <laughs> oh, oh God. my lord! Well, that's that's how you know I'm the soda. That's how. That's how you know. <laughs> Before y'all judge me, I'm not. I'm not that stupid. I was, you know, I was, I was an accident when I was a kid. My brain's a little messed up. Registering <laughs> information in my brain is not Excuses. my strong suit. If not, it's honestly, I, it probably is, but I'm a little, you know, underdeveloped in that moment. But you know what? It's a okay. It's a makeup for in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I rambled. I don't know where we are now. Where, where, what's I, I honestly, I don't know either at this point. This point, I'm just being, I'm trying to find. You've gone <laughs> off on so many different random ass tangents. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It's not my fault. I blame whatever I had before we started. <laughs> We're at like 40 minutes now. It kicked in like around the 30, so you know it's it's not my fault. I know, I'm the high one, but like, <laughs> sounds more like it's you. We switched now. Now you're the schemer. I always, I always knew you were. You're the, you're the two faces of the, of this episode. <laughs> two faces of this episode. I switched <laughs> up on you guys. I'm not the schemer anymore. I'm sorry. Are you a stoner shit? What? You reveals. Oh my god. Oh man. no. Goofy. And honestly, I think you know what I think it was. I had two pina coladas before we started. Oh, yeah. Probably, Pina Colada <laughs> has alcohol in it, and you're lightweight, so oh, it doesn't, doesn't surprise I'm me. Not, I'm not a lightweight. I mean, do we need to talk about when I got you high before school? Which one? The one? Okay, real talk, backtrack. If you're listening, whoever ratted him out, you a cunt. We were yeah, gonna have a, a good time. He's a bitch we for whoever ran me out. at school. We smoked before school. So why why are you ready as hell? We were trying to have okay, you know okay. how hard a little, bit of, school little was? bit of backstory here real quick. A little bit of backstory here real quick. So completely off topic, but uh probably what, like junior year? Beginning of senior year, somewhere around there. Um yeah. you know, me being the stoner I am. Uh I texted Nathan, I texted Nathan and asked if he wanted to, to come over and and like before we got on the bus to go to school we would you know just chill and smoke a little bit and and we did he comes over it was chill we're hanging out we smoked like at the bus stop basically but like we got there super early so no one else was even there um and then and then after that we go to school it's a completely normal day and then by like second or third hour I get called down to the dean's office. I come into the dean's office and I walk into the into the room and right the way I see my backpack sitting on the floor next to a table, I'm like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and and they told me they were like, so uh, we we smelt something coming from your locker pod or something like that, and they like just so happened to to know it was my locker somehow. Um, and then, yeah, they, they took out my bag and then called me down and then opened up my bag in front of me and found all my, my goodies. And then I had in-school suspension for a week straight. Dang. Real talk, though, like, what kind of... Can, do you know how to lie? They're like, yeah, we we were just sniffing our lockers. You're really going to tell me face-to-face? -face, oh, no, I told them right away lockers. when they told me that. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Imagine that scenario. You're just walk you're trying to go to your locker like shit. I forgot my book. You see a teacher like sniffing around lockers like, oh yeah, that's the, that's that's the pure <laughs> stuff. Like, it's that one. It's that one right there. I can smell it. It's that one. <laughs> right, like, um, they're not a bloodhound or anything. They're not not right. a fucking I, canine unit. Mm hmm. I and I, I don't think we'll ever 
know to this day. But I do want to find out. Because I just want to talk with my hands, you know. I just want to know why. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> bad. Just disappointed. <laughs> Honestly. Um... Dude, I remember too, at first I thought it was you. I thought, like, I just, like, right. got you I and you, like, straight up, like, like, snitched on my ass. But then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> he wasn't down there at all. And he didn't even know I was getting called down. I'm like, so it probably wasn't him. I really don't know. Someone, there must have been a parent or something like that that was looking outside, maybe, and, like, saw us at the bus stop, like, before their kid left. So they were like, hey, you know, I see two kids smoking it up. Um, it, and then they must have just known be... that it was me because I'm the, the resident stoner at the school. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be someone at the bus stop. Because for what I can remember is like we were finishing it up and we used to call the bus and we're like, oh shit, the bus is coming. And I remember like you putting it away. But there was already plenty of people there. So it had to be one of them. Because it wasn't me. No, because I already yourself. We, we got there way earlier than anyone else. And we were already done before anyone came. Besides for our friend Robert. But he, like, knows I smoke at the bus stop, like, every single morning, basically. So he never cared. Shit, it had to be him. He was like, that one day, he was like, he didn't invite me to smoke. I'm going to rat him. <laughs> Case closed. Cause, yeah, because me and him, like, I would get to the bus stop early just to smoke before school. And I would sit there at the tree, and he would be sitting there, too. And we would just talk and chill while I was smoking and chiefing up before we go to work. Or go to school, not work. Um, <laughs> it felt like but yeah, I can't. Honestly, I don't think know. he would, because he's cool. And, like, I smoked with him before, like, once he started to smoke. And, like, I know it wasn't, you know, Karen, because she was cool. Um, so I really, I really don't know. I just Dang. hate that they sniffed my ass out and knew it was me. <laughs> you know, JC's a real G, though. He didn't rat me out, though. He could have been no, like, yeah, I'll smoke with him too, bring him out. Mm -mm. Nope, I, I didn't. All the times that I've gotten caught, I've never have written, or I've never written anyone out. Never ratted anyone out. <laughs> I'm better than that. Like, okay, I, I got snitch. the names, bro. Give me the list. <laughs> I, I could have too. There's been plenty of times where I got caught doing something or I got in trouble for something. I could have just been like, this this person was involved, this person was involved, this is what happened, this is why I happened. But nope. Sit there, my mouth closed, take the punishment. And then I get to go and show my homies again. Yeah. It sucks that, like, uh, it's, I remember in, in high school, they made, like, vaping such a big deal. Which, like, it kind of was, but people were dramatic. They're like, you're going to get addicted if you do that. And well, it was, addicting. like, one or two people. Uh, no, technically, technically of... scientifically proven it is, because it's nicotine. Nicotine's addicting. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, yeah. like we were talking about with that one episode, there were some people who like really were like, like, like it was like meth or some shit. Yeah, it was like water. They needed it like, okay. <laughs> For real. I don't want to say they needed like every day. Cause I was one of those people who were like, shit, I hope I get to smoke for a bit. Cause here's the thing. This was during high school where they're like, oh, you know what? Homework every day. You're going to have a test. For five-year classes every day at the end of the week, and you're also gonna have a midterm coming up, so yeah, it's stressful. Up. And then my, yeah, and I'll tell my parents like, you should probably like think about getting a job now. I'm like, I literally come home, do all this stuff. By the time I'm done, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> I don't got time. Uh, so high school is very stressful. Like, I, I would say more it's high school that, that caused me to need to smoke more than the addiction. I don't know. What's, what's your opinion on that? I mean, yeah, not not to wrap myself up, but I've been smoking weed till I was about <laughs> like 13 years old, 14. Um, and I started with edibles, but my when I first started smoking, it was more so because my dad did, and like I thought it was cool that he did, and you know, me and him, that was kind of like how we bonded, how we hung out. Mm -hmm. Um. But then there's a lot of people who, yeah, use it as like a stress reliever and stuff like that, which I, I get because um, it does it does help with stress. Um, yeah. But then I also have ADHD and I used it and I still use it for that because I can't pay attention <laughs> or do shit. <laughs> so, so it's definitely a medicinal thing. So I see why people want to smoke. But nicotine, on the other hand, is not. Nicotine is not medicinal whatsoever. It's addicting and... It can be a stress reliever, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, 
And even that being said, too much nicotine is a bad thing. So like, so like your case, my case, where we just you know smoke a little bit just to get by, or just so we can you know use it for whatever we use it for, is I feel like uh, acceptable. But when there's the kids who are like sitting there freaking out, they have to leave class three times just so they can hit their duel in the bathroom and shit. Like that is when it is like that's just too much, homie. Yeah, I was never like that. I was always like, oh, I hope yeah, I, I was to, never like, like that either. Smoke in the morning, and then that's it. I'm good for the for the day, bro. Yeah. As long as it's just school. Yeah. School's stress stressful as hell. Yeah, like like I, you know, I'd smoke in the morning before school, and then like maybe sometime during during school if I had my pen, I take a few hits off of it. That's about it. I used it more so just so I could pay attention in class and deal with all the annoying ass people I'm surrounded by. <laughs> I feel that. I find and it, it was rarely because... nicotine. It was more so pot. <laughs> so <laughs> it's because here you educate me on this because um, you said you said you were on you you have ADHD, right? Yes. Were you ever on medication for it or no? Yeah, I um, yeah, when I was younger, probably like twelve, maybe eleven, I was prescribed Adderall. And um, I hated Adderall with, like, a burning passion because I felt like a zombie walking around, basically. I, did, I never felt like who, you know, myself. Um, it didn't, it, I, I, to this day, I still have problems with eating food and, like, getting hungry because of Adderall. That's one of the side effects of it is it makes you not hungry. Um, and... I get like it helps some people concentrate, but for me, it would make me concentrate on the wrong things. Like I'd be sitting in the classroom counting the bricks on the wall and shit, instead of actually paying attention to what I'm supposed to. So, for me, when I would get high, it would it would make me hungry for one, so I could eat something. It would um, help me concentrate because you know I'd be more focused in on what's happening. And probably not the best thing, but it'd make me a little anxious too. So I would be on my P's and Q's trying not to mess things up. See, what I don't understand is because not not just you, I've people I've talked to who also have had ADD or ADHD, um, with with medication versus weed, they've had a they have had better success on weed than on Adderall or some other type of medication. So what I don't understand is why I'm hoping it? now not that why they prescribe it because I have because I'm sure out there people um, people do have better benefits on Adderall. What I don't understand is with uh, weed slowly getting more legalized and everything. In my own opinion, I think um, people should start now being able to be prescribed weed instead of Adderall and then I understand they can't yes, smoke a joy in high school but maybe like <laughs> we can uh, give them um, edibles like gummies or something put that in the nurse's office and they can take a few before class or something or before the beginning of the day or maybe you can only take it at home and I don't I don't know like it depends on the you know how long you'll last and everything because you can't be well I'm sure you can take like some in the morning some during lunch and then like one a little bit more uh at the end of the day i don't like know what's your, like, like yeah because, because obviously it, like how you, you smoke oh okay never mind you go you go sorry <laughs> no you're good sorry i didn't mean to travel so much uh, i was but gonna say like fun. with weed um obviously there is like that point of where it is too much and you're just like sitting there like high as shit drooling on yourself and shit <laughs> so <laughs> obviously you don't want a bunch of you know high zombies walking around the school and stuff like that but if like for me, especially, if I would just have a little bit, I'm already a hundred times more focused. I'm already a hundred times better. But if I keep smoking and I get like stone stone to the bone, then I'm like then I'm completely off. I can't can't deal with it. So I feel like if they were to more microdose, so like have like a, maybe like a gummy in the morning or something like that, and then maybe another one towards the end of the day, I feel like that would be pretty good actually, because it's not so much where you're, you know, drooling on yourself in the middle of class, not paying attention to anything, but it's also not where it's, you know, nothing and you don't feel it at all. Right. It's 
it would definitely would help because like on on how you were talking about with Adderall feeling like a zombie, I'd rather um if a kid in like in your situation for example, growing up, I'd rather them be high and still or not high but at least still toasted I guess if they're microdosing <laughs> it. Um where they're focused on anything versus being like a zombie and like floating in a cloud. Cause I I've never been from my own experience, I've never been um how do I word this? I've never been to a doctor where they've you know, I've gotten exams to figure out what my thing was. However, when I was growing up as a kid I just could not shut my mouth. Like every little thing I would have to put <laughs> something out and I couldn't I like I I could the like how do I word this? The from my brain to my mouth, I couldn't switch off the I guess switch it off basically. So like every little thing I think I blurt out. Um yeah. <laughs> which isn't isn't good, you know. But then when I went through puberty then that stopped where like that's when I was like, Oh, you know, this was back. Um but that didn't happen until like when did I have sex? Like sixth grade or so. Uh, <laughs> um Aw, oh, lame, I thought that'd make you laugh. Uh, I'm sorry, I honestly, I just got a text, so like that last like five seconds of what you said, I didn't even hear. Oh, it's too late. You're gonna have to listen to the podcast and I'll find out. Okay, I'll have to come um, back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it didn't happen until like sixth grade, and that's when I was able to control it better. But before that, it was really hard to concentrate in school, and I just, I, it was my brain was running on like 100 miles per hour if that makes sense so i definitely wish growing up that we we had something like that because i feel like i feel like being more i don't say like weed's like a perfect drug but it kind of is in my opinion <laughs> like there's barely any side effects and like that's how i am too i don't see why weed is so taboo or at least used to be so taboo because like it's medicinal. It has been proven to kill cancer cells. Like, that's a huge thing. And with, even when it's something small like ADHD, like, I'm this, I was the same way. I'd be sitting there, I'd be bouncing in class, I'd be smacking my desk, I'd be... Whatever random-ass thought came in my head, I had to blurt it out. I was basically like the class clown without even trying to be, just because I had so much energy and so much going on in my head, I couldn't help but have it shooting out. But then with Adderall, I was the opposite. I never wanted to talk to anyone. Even if I had a good thought or had something com to, to contribute to the class, I just didn't want to because I was like, I'd rather just lay here and do nothing. I was a zombie. I was in my own little cloud in my head. Or I was paying attention to something I wasn't supposed to be paying attention to, counting bricks on the wall or counting the dots in the ceiling or something like that. But then when I switched to weed and completely stopped you know, Adderall, I, I found that I was calm enough to chill in class without passing out or, you know, anything like that. I was paying attention enough to contribute to class, and I, I had that little bit of anxiety that told me if I blurt this random thing out right now, I'm going to be laughed at or something like that, so I wouldn't. So, like, I was the perfect student when I was a little high because I was able to, to actually be me, be a student. <laughs> Instead of a zombie or a little crackhead. It's online, according to different articles. It seems like marijuana was just like the scapegoat, scapegoat for many like laws coming in. So, firstly, it started with uh, okay. So first, first it started in nineteen hundreds with immigrations and everything. Um, first, it started with that with Mexican immigrants. It was an effort to control and keep tabs on the new citizens El Pasto TX borrowed to play from San Francisco's playbook, which had outlawed opium decades earlier in an effort to control Chinese immigrants. The idea was to have an excuse to search, detain, and deport Mexican immigrants. That excuse became marijuana. So that's how it started. Then in then it became from during that time to nineteen thirties to the nineteen thirty sevens, it became the backdrop for the marriage Marijuana Tax Act of the 1937s, which efficiently <laughs> banned its use and sale. That's what no, that's what the article says. Marijuana. I'm not. I'm not saying but that's it how you say like it. Marijuana. I'm saying, no, like or did the, they like the purpose to make it marijuana? 
Yeah, the tax act was called the Marriage of Wanna Tax Act of 1937. What? Like, it's, oh wait. Okay, so that's not the actual act, but they—that's what the article wrote it down as. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, with that, the act was ruled unconstitutional years later, and it was replaced with a Controlled Substance Act in the 1970s. And then, going along with that. They also used, oh my gosh, they used marijuana as an excuse that caused men of color to basically want to have sex with white girls. <laughs> so they're basically saying, oh, they want to have sex because of marijuana. What the I feel hell? like, I feel like taboo subjects than anything else, but I'm liking it, especially now that we're talking about weed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. That's kind of bogus, because, like, even if you, you can trace marijuana back to, like, like ancient Egypt, dude. Like, they used to give their kings this shit and as, like, tea and, like, herbal remedies and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, when people are just trying to, like, you know, chief up a little bit, hang out, then, every, like, the government has to shut shit down and be, like, <laughs> deported for having weed. <laughs> Make it illegal! Have you seen Have you seen the movie uh, Pineapple Express? No, I have not. Oh my god, best pothead movie! But <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, one of my favorite—it's one of my favorite things like ever. Um, there's a part where the, it's like an underground bunker, and this dude is smoking weed in like this chamber, basically, because they're like it's basically the government like testing out what it, its effects are and what it does. And he's a soldier, and he starts, like, cracking jokes, he's, like, laughing, then, like, someone of authority tells him to do something, he's like, what? He's like, I don't need to listen to you, fuck you, and stuff like that. And that's why the dude's like, make it illegal! <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, because it's so, it's, it's, it's like, it can be a good thing, it can be a really good thing. You're having trouble sleeping? Smoke a little bit of weed, pass out, good, and then you're good for tomorrow. You know, having trouble getting hungry, smoke a little bit, then you'll get munchies, and you'll want to eat, so then you can eat. You know, have a crazy-ass head, then quiet down a little bit by smoking a little bit of weed, you know? You're super uncreative, can't think of what you want to write, or what you want to draw, or what you want to do, smoke a little bit of weed. It helps the creativity flow. Um, and for me, I mean, I could, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but for me at least, when I smoke weed, I just overall feel more calm, more content more, you know, chill with what is around me and what's going on. So I feel like for that to be illegal, it's, that's dumb. I mean, obviously, nowadays it's, it's not as bad, you know. We have plenty of states legalizing it and stuff like that for medical stuff and for just recreational use. But, yeah, I really, I really don't see the problem with it. Obviously, like, everything too much can be a problem, but it's not like alcohol where you'll get alcohol poisoning and fucking die or drive drunk down the street and run over three people or anything. Right. And it's it's so good for the community because people people love weed. <laughs> and it puts so much love out there. Like even in Illinois, when sales began in like in January so according to this, it says sales began on January first. 2020, orders of cannabis, only a few dozen stores open, state regula regulators estimated close to 11 million in sales in the first week alone. From If that's from one place, making 11 million in the first week, like imagine how much money you can start bringing in for for the U.S. and other places. You know, and then... That's what I'm saying. Like, America is in crazy-ass debt. Like, have you had... We have, like, a debt counter or whatever and we are literally like millions of billions of dollars in debt and a big way to help with that would be recreational marijuana because everyone loves weed so they're gonna go and buy taxed ass weed at the at the uh, uh, uh dispensary and that money is taxed so it's gonna go straight to the government so they can put towards other stuff uh illinois since it has you know made recreational uh weed legal the, our our debt has been going has, or has been lessening and lessening because we're getting so much money from the weed. <laughs> like, it can be such a good thing, not for just one person, but for a whole community or a whole state or even a whole damn country. 
Yeah, it's definitely... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, like you were saying, it's definitely... Um, it's definitely very beneficial. And the article I read wrong. It wasn't that 10 million in sales, it was 10 million in tax revenue. So basically, that 10 million was like the tax you pay off the weed. So the sales were probably like triple that. So that like 30 million in the first week, it, that's awesome. And what I don't get is why, I mean, I don't understand the times back then, but I find it interesting how we legalized alcohol um, after a certain point that actually kills you versus weed that yeah you know, the prohibition only lasted for like what 15 20 years maybe mm -hmm. i think and that's when alcohol was illegal and then yeah. for some reason like in in uh america with weed if we didn't start legalizing shit to what maybe like the two, early 2000s and that was like colorado california and that was it for the longest time mm -hmm. i think it's because there's a lot of like from what I've seen in like the, the movies back then, they made a lot of stereotypes for like if you smoked weed, like you were a hippie, like you were like living off the land, and, like you're kind of like a hobo. Versus if you're like drinking <laughs> whiskey or a bourbon, you're a strong, a strong person, a businessman, a businesswoman. And I'm like, nah, bro, like let's smoke a joint, talk about life or something. Um, that's actually that's a fair point because in movies you always see you know two businessmen they come down and. They're in the office, and the one guy pulls out the nice glass and pulls out, like, a bottle of whiskey or, you know, a bottle of scotch or something like that. You never see them sit down, light up, and start talking. It's always, like you said, like, the hippies, or, like, the stereotypical, like, bad kid and stuff like that that's smoking weed. Mm -hmm. And when they did smoke, it was, like, a, a cigar or a cigarette, which was kind yeah. of even more. Even with but that, it's bro. Which is way worse for you than damn yeah, joints. Like, cigarettes are, are legal within... Friggin' weed is it, and cigarettes even kill you. Right, it doesn't make any sense to me. It weed is. won't kill you at all. Right, it was honestly. And then control. people are smoking cigarettes that have literal fucking rat poison in them. Mhm. Mm and people are like, and oh, tar. like how, what? Yeah, and people, the cues I've seen is like, oh, well, you can actually die from weed. The only cases I've seen where people have died from weed is because they were smoking. And then they were mixing medications, or they were like on something, or they had a condition. So it wasn't <clears throat> just the weed. It was like, oh, you know, they had heart problems, or they had lung problems. Like if you have like lung problems, some kind of prior thing. Yeah. So like, don't fully blame weed. I, I've never experienced or heard about someone who died from weed who didn't have a condition or something else. I don't. Know. I find yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit. I have a condition. I've been smoking weed since 13, and I went a good, like, two years with getting high every single day. And I'm talking, like, blazed high every single day. And I'm still kicking. I'm still fine. Mm -hmm. So, like, for the government to be like, it's gonna kill you. It's, it's, an, it's a drug. It's gonna alter your mind. Like, you know, that's some conspiracy shit. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm chuckling because Trump said himself that... On Monday, this Monday, that so he hasn't really talked about weed, but he said at a campaign event that he blames marijuana legalization efforts on former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker for his defeat in the 2018 election, as legalization was not on the statewide ballot in Wisconsin 2018, though there were several local non-binding measures on reform proposals that that passed that year. And he voices his concern that putting it again on the ballot makes Republicans lose. <laughs> Bro, what? I don't, I don't really Dude, vote. Trump, there, Trump but... blames everything but himself for shit. Gotta, how do you do it? I don't care what that dumbass does anymore. I can't do his voice. Fake news. It's all fake. Fake, fake news. <laughs> I'm going to build a wall. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> I thought the wall was such a waste of money. Like you people are gonna the wall climb is over. <laughs> I mean I I mean they'll probably be like guarded and like, you know, razor wire or something at the top, but like it's not like people haven't found a way around that before. Yeah, honestly. Like if people wanna get in, they're gonna and get if, in. And if they really wanna get out of their country, they're gonna get in somehow. Or die trying. I still think about that one chick in my English class. 
where she's like, you know what? When, before Trump got elected, she's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Mexico. It's so much better. And I really, I was like, I'm not moving yet. I didn't know that. So I can't just go out, go off on this girl. But I really wanted to be like, you say that as like, there's so many different immigrants coming like every day. Mexico ain't good, sweetheart. I don't know what you heard, what TV show you're watching. It ain't good. <laughs> there's Kotel, you know, everyone even goes to Mexico when they're escaping from the law. What you mean? I don't know. I still think about yeah, that to this day. Yeah, because it's from a lot of what I've seen too, or like read about and heard, like you're right, like cartels roam that place. Like, um, I had a friend in middle school who used to live in Mexico, and he used to tell me all the time, like, he's like, Mexico's no joke. Like, you see motherfuckers getting shot in the streets sometimes. Like, Jesus. like it's it's chaos. And as bad as America is, and as bad as America gets, it looks like a sanctuary compared to to places like Mexico. Mm-hmm. And nothing against it, because I would like to go and visit Mexico sometime. Because it does look like there's a lot of pretty places to go, and, you know, I grew up in a half-Hispanic family, so like, I definitely want to check it out a little bit, some of the culture and stuff. But I definitely am not trying to get kidnapped by the cartel or get shot while I'm there. <laughs> nah, don't worry, they're going to look at our look at your organs, they're going to be like, oh, mm they ain't good, send them back. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you do to these lungs, boy? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Freaking thing if he he's like, oh god, they got AIDS all over him. <laughs> Push him out. <laughs> Grab him. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not my Quarantine. <laughs> we just went through this, get the spray. Oh my god. <laughs> uh I do wanna go to Mexico. I, like I love like Oshata or like what's what's that food we talked about in the last episode? Where they mix corn Orchata. with like mayo Yeah. Or or that food where they mix corn with like I think mayo. That's no, Chata is like the, the juice, the drink, the milk. Oh, yeah, like the milk stuff. Wait, hold on, hold on. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I can see it. I can see the word. I can oh see the god. food. Hold on. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, bro. Oh my god. Oh, that's so good. And getting it from Mexico, bro, like, where people like put the extra work instead of like making it right. just on the go. We oh. all know, we all know legit Mexican tacos are so much better than white people tacos you get at like Taco Bell and shit. So I'm imagine sorry, if that's you go rude, to but... the stores, Mexico, <laughs> like, the food you're going to be getting is going to be fire. Oh my god, okay, when we get rich, let's go to Mexico, bro. We need to, we need to plan, yeah, a trip to Mexico. <laughs> I also want to go to freaking uh, Japan, they got the, so much tech, it's awesome. Yeah, I want to go to Japan sometime too, just to check it out. I mean, it's fucking weird over there, but I would like to check it out. Yeah, like, bro, you gotta watch out. You, you take one wrong move, one step, they're gonna la- like... I was gonna say, lick you. <laughs> you just honor me now. Like, they're gonna bad. lick you, boy. <laughs> I've heard, like, people get lashed. Like, you gotta respect the rules and stuff over there, bro. Like, U.S. can't yeah, help you. Yeah, they're real strict. Which is understandable, but, like, you know, I don't want And not to I... mention, like... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I don't want to, like, say the wrong thing, like, excuse me, where's the bathroom? Like, Dishonor, you know, get out, you're, go to the, I don't know, I don't be <laughs> racist, but, like, go to, I, from what I've seen articles, like, there's been, like, people who get, like, get lashed, you know, they're banned, or, it, some, different rules apply. But, uh, what? Yeah, and, what like, as much as I like Japan, they do, like, sexualize everything, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and not, like, rude. like, America does it too sometimes. Like, you know, there's like the Burger King commercial where <laughs> there's the two like half naked ladies cleaning the car, eating a big ass burger. So it does happen. But like in Japan, it is like every single thing has some kind of sexualized subject with it. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Like, I saw this commercial and it was like, um, it was a Japanese commercial for like a motel or something like that. And they uh-huh. had like e girls basically promoting them in the commercial, like half naked and shit in bikinis. I'm like, what's for a hotel? What? Oh my word! Wait a minute, isn't there like vending machines where you can like, buy like, panties and shit? Yeah, I've seen that too. Bro. Like like the body pillows and shit. Nah, 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 I ain't talking body pillows. I'm talking you can buy used panties and shit Ew, off the vending machine. <laughs> You know what? If there's a market, it can sell. So you know what? You do. You. I mean, I guess that's fair. Maybe, maybe Japan's just ahead of us. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> because like, we see it as weird, but over there, they're like, there is money to be made with this. All right. 
Bro, and it's, from what I've seen, it's a stereotype of all businessmen. They go in and they're like, you know what, it's been a hard day. You know what, Jim, let's go, let's go to the other machine. It's like, you, you want the, you want the A student girl, or do you want the, you want the bad girl who, like, they just class to smoke pot? Which one do you, which one do you want? <laughs> oh my you god. You know, maybe, maybe it is, because in, like, Japan and China, there's all those stuff about, like, people being super overworked and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe that is what it is. They just know everyone there is so overworked, they don't have time to go and find a lover, so they're like, shit. Vending machine panties, what up? <laughs> if we ever see that in the oh, US, God. it's gonna get For those three so hours they have off work. <laughs> Actually, it's my lunch break, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> in one of our last episodes, where, let's say you go clubbing, you know, you have a good time, you get a little wasted, you end up hooking up with somebody, and afterwards you're like, you know what? They weren't very satisfying. I'm gonna go call the police and say that it was against my will. And then that person, you know, you know how the laws are where um, most of the time they get full charge. That's one scenario. Or scenario two where like 20 years later, like, oh, look, he's a millionaire. Or oh, look, she's a billionaire now. And then you're like, you know what, I'm going to take him to court and say that uh, I was forced or something. And most of the time, from what I've seen, because even, even if they bring it to light, most of the time in order to get under wraps, because it's such a, it's a big accusation, um, they give them, like, hush money. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll do that, or they'll try to sell it, settle it out of court. And I saw, uh, I don't know, it isn't in the same situation, but I saw with a, uh, with a couple, it was on iPhone, and they were making fun of the, the girl or something. Um, basically they got a divorce, and then they said the man had to give her, like, half a TV or something, and, like, half of his assets. I'm like, how do you give half of a TV? What are you going to do? Like, cut it down the line? <laughs> like, <laughs> you go? You watch the left um, side, I'll watch the right side. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just with that law or, like, with separations in, in general, I don't like that. I feel like if you bought something with your own money, you shouldn't have to give it up. So, like, with some of the cases where... Like, oh, you have to give her, like, the Ferrari, or with... One thing I don't really like is when, uh, if you're closer to the, to the, like, pet, and they're like, oh, you have to give him the dog, or oh, you have to give her the dog. Because that, bro, that would break me. If, like, I had Sunshine right, and I got into a relationship, and we and we got married and divorced, and they're like, you gotta give her, or him, or, or whatever, the dog. I'm like, that's, that's my dog. <laughs> bro, I would, mm, I couldn't, how would you feel if, if you got a, if... Sage, if you got married to Sage, right, and y'all divorced, <laughs> and she was like, I'm taking, uh, what, Louis? He, is that his name? Louis, <laughs> Louis I was close, it was the L. <laughs> lucky, lucky the fat ass cat. <laughs> How do you feel, um, Well, there? I feel like the, the law, or, well, uh, they put it there because in, in theory, when you're married to someone, you're making the decision together and buying things together so if you get mm -hmm. divorced then the other person has a right to have of some of have some of what you guys bought together which makes sense but when it comes down to like like stuff they bought before the marriage or like you said an animal like that's kind of fucked up like um, there's been the millionaires who've been divorced by, you know, women, or whatever they're into. Um, and they're over there, like, taking their Ferraris, taking their mansions and shit, that they most likely bought either by themselves or have worked up and bought, you know, prior to when they were married or whatever. Because, like, if you look at a lot of these, there's the one person making a shit ton of money, and then there's the one person who isn't. And then it's yeah. usually the person who isn't that divorces the person who is, and then just steals all their shit. And it sucks because I understand, like with some couples and with most couples, most of with these situations, uh, it's usually the partner doesn't make a lot of money. Will be supporting them, so they'll they'll be there for them. And like, of course, with them leaving their job to support their spouse, then yes, they should get um, some of it to help them financially until they find their own income but you shouldn't be like taking the full car the full mansion like no if you guys bought it together then 
I would I'm not gonna say split down the mansion halfway because that's gonna that's gonna suck you know saying hi neighbor as you, you see your ex bring bring someone home um but there's got to be a better system where not just one person gets all this stuff just because the other person has more money or something i find that yeah up, bro like it's not yeah. it's not fair my family always said though with this stuff you can put in like a family trust or something and then they won't be able to access it um because you can be like well sorry i don't actually own it technically it's a family trust so you ain't taking my ferrari bitch <laughs> um <laughs> I've, but I've never seen these couples do it. I think it's like a... It's the same thing. What's that thing? Like, you write up something, basically, so that if you die, the person doesn't get anything. A will. A will. No, not a will. It's a... Well, a will is usually what you write, and you're like, you know, Bobby gets this, Joe gets this, whatever gets this. Yeah. It, no, it's not that. It's something I'm pretty that... sure... I'm pretty sure you can even put in your will like like don't give so and so this or like like no one touches this. Uh, no, it's not a. But that being said, you're dead, so it's not you can stop it from happening. <laughs> it's it's something where basically you write it where if you guys get a divorce, then you can't access any of their stuff they brought into the relationship. I, I know you're. Oh wait, okay, hold on, hold on. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to look it up real quick because I can't think of the name either, but I, I do know what you're talking about. Because my dad once told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I gave it to her, and she just ripped it up. She's like, You funny. <laughs> Let's see, I'm looking up too. What's the thing uh, you write? No, this is multiple things. This is not, this is not what I was looking for. Uh, I can't find it, but a lot of things I've been seeing are just saying like separate shit. So, so when you get the, we are on a weird path now. But when you get divorced, like, do they just take shit that you guys both have your names on, and then that's like when they like be like, you take this, you take this. But if like if it's just your name on it, do you keep it, or can they still take that? Um, I'm not sure. Um, probably not because like, like how we talked about with the Ferraris and shit. Like that's a real thing, <laughs> where like they're like, oh, you taking the car, which I don't understand. Like if you're taking half the stuff, split it up. So you don't, you don't need the mansion and the Ferrari. No, you get one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are um, on a weird episode today. Yeah, it's just a full ramble, but you know that's that's how the audience likes it. Sorry, right? that's what editing's for. <laughs> Steps you need to protect yourself dealing with two-faced people in divorces. First, you're going to identify all your assets and clarify what's yours. Um, so with this, yeah, a judge is going to care more about good financial statement than a picture of someone going out of a hotel. <laughs> oh my god, that's so creepy. Look at it, look at this, Your Honor. She's walking out of this motel, lot C B. <laughs> With my brother, you see him right there. I know that's Jib. I recognize that mo anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. So see. I was right. So like, if oh you, my. if it's technically yours, they can't take it. So like, so like, if you buy a car, and in the insurance you just put your name on it, and like when you buy it, you just put your name on it, and if you get divorced, they can't touch it because it is legally and financially yours. Yes, online it's saying that it mostly comes down to the state you're in, because like a place like Washington, California, or Texas, you can lose half of everything that's jointly owned in divorce. Uh, in those states, mar marital assets and debts incurring by either spouse during the marriage are divided 50-50. However, separate property, anything held in only one spouse's name, including property owned before marriage, given as a gift, or inherited, is not taken into account. So, uh, well, I feel like so essentially, not, I haven't seen that a lot though. Because, like, like I was talking about earlier with like, like the you know, with someone with a lot of money and someone without a lot of money, they just take everything, really. I think. Well, I guess I, I also don't know whose name is on what. 
Yeah, I think in those situations, it's because they have, like, a joint account. They don't have separate accounts. Mm. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, probably. it was also in those states, only those three, so maybe it's different in other states. Maybe, like, oh, you think you can get slick with only your separate account? You're funny. <laughs> that still hurts, buddy. I'm gonna look it up real quick. In a separate bank account. So, let's see. According to the markslawfirm.com, if a spouse wants to hold the house as separate property this, in a divorce, the spouse should make all payments and maintenance through that spouse's separate income in a separate bank account. At divorce, the spouse can show all these contributions both before and after marriage to claim an unequal stake in that property to make sure that they keep it. Um, and then, conversely, jointly tilting the residence in both spouses' names will create a presumption the residence is marital? Mar 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 and we'll put the burden yeah, on the spouse who purchased the home originally. Yeah, originally to seek an unequal distribution of the equity in the house. Not always easy because the act of jointly tilting the house indicates an intent to make the house a asset so that the previous separate equity is now gifted to the other spouse. There's so much for paperwork in like a divorce. God dang. I mean, there's so much paperwork in a marriage. Yeah, that's true. See, that's why I don't want to get married. I'll just stay <laughs> dating forever. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, some, a lot of people do do that. They just stay in a relationship forever without even getting married. But if anything, that really isn't that bad. Because then, like, if you guys do end up breaking up, then there isn't the whole divorce shit going on. And then, you know, you don't get your stuff to stolen or you don't take someone else's stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. So, in this thing, it also says, however, when you don't, when only one person is is considered a working, meaning that they're like they're paying taxes. They're well, no, I don't want to say they're paying taxes. I'm sure they don't pay taxes. Basically, they're the they're the bread <laughs> bread makers. Bread, what's that saying called? Bread, bread maker. Oh, perfect. So basically, they're the, the money bread maker. maker. Uh, so when it's only one, it causes conflict. When you have two working spouses. Spouses, however, it reduces conflict. Uh, it's saying that if you agree which expenses are going to come out of the joint account, costs such as your mortgage or rent payment, groceries, utilities, and then and then some, you can decide that personal expenses come out of your personal account. There's nothing really to fight about in the in like the in the court. Um, However, if you live in a community property state, anything acquired during the marriage, including the income used to fund those separate accounts, is considered community property and therefore belongs to both spouses, such as people in Alaska, Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin all fall in this category. Dang, so even if you have different accounts, you're so fucked. They're gonna be like the same line. That's how they fuck the Ferrari, bro. Cause you were freaking in Washington. You didn't want to move to Alaska. Now you lost your car. <laughs> they just oh, make me not want to get married. They just gonna call me up. She's like, Nathan, what the fuck? <laughs> the whole thing planned out. <laughs> you ruined it. You know what I'm doing? Like, remember how I said if I don't get to play night choir at your wedding, there's not gonna be a wedding. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of cases, but there is a few of them where, like we talked about in one of our last episodes, where let's say you go clubbing, you know, you have a good time, you get a little wasted, you end up hooking up with somebody, and afterwards you're like, you know what? They weren't very satisfying. I'm going to go call the police and say that it was against my will. And then that person, you know, you know how the laws are where, um, most of the time, they get full charge. That's one scenario. Or scenario two, where like 20 years later, like, oh, look, he's a millionaire. Or, oh, look, she's a billionaire now. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to take him to court and say that uh, I was forced or something. And most of the time, from what I've seen, because even, even if they bring it to light, most of the time, in order to get under wraps, because it's such a, it's a big accusation, 
um, they give them, like, hush money. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll do that, or they'll try to sell it, settle it out of court. And I saw, uh, I don't know, it isn't in the same situation, but I saw with a, uh, with a couple, it was on iPlay, and they were making fun of the, the girl or something. Um, basically, they got a divorce, and then they said the man had to give her, like, half a TV or something, and, like, half wow. of his assets. I'm like, how do you give half of a TV? What are you going to do? Like, cut it down the line? <laughs> like, <laughs> you go. You watch the left um, side, I'll watch the right side. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just with that law or, like, with separations in, in general, I don't like that. I feel like if you bought something with your own money, you shouldn't have to give it up. So, like, with some of the cases where, like, oh, you have to give her, like, the Ferrari, or with... One thing I don't really like is when, uh, if you're closer to the, to the, like, pet, and they're like, oh, you have to give him the dog, or oh, you have to give her the dog, because that, bro, that would break me. If, like, I had Sunshine right, and I got into a relationship, and we and we got married and divorced, and they're like, you gotta give her, or him, or, or whatever, the dog. I'm like, there's that's my dog. <laughs> bro, I would, mm, I can't, how would you feel if, if you got a, if, Sage, if you got married to Sage, right, and y'all divorced, and she was like, I'm taking, uh, what, Louis. is that his name? Louis, Louis I was close, it was L. <laughs> lucky, lucky the fat ass cat. <laughs> How do you feel um, about the well, I feel like the, the law, or, well, uh, they put it there because in, in theory, when you're married to someone, you're making the decision together and buying things together so if you get mm -hmm. divorced then the other person has a right to have of some of have some of what you guys bought together which makes sense but when it comes down to like like stuff they bought before the marriage or like you said an animal like that's kind of fucked up like um, there's been the millionaires who've been divorced by, you know, women, or whatever they're into. Um, and they're over there, like, taking their Ferraris, taking their mansions and shit, that they most likely bought either by themselves or have worked up and bought, you know, prior to when they were married or whatever. Because, like, if you look at a lot of these, there's the one person making a shit ton of money, and then there's the one person who isn't. And then it's yeah. usually the person who isn't that divorces the person who is, and then just steals all their shit. And it sucks because I understand, like with some couples and with most couples, most of with these situations, uh, it's usually the partner doesn't make a lot of money. Will be supporting them, so they'll they'll be there for them. And like, of course, with them leaving their job to support their spouse, then yes, they should get um, some of it to help them financially until they find their own income but you shouldn't be like taking the full car the full mansion like no if you guys bought it together then i would i'm not gonna say split down the mansion halfway because that's gonna that's gonna suck you know saying hi neighbor as you, you see your ex bring bring someone home um but there's got to be a better system where not just one person gets all this stuff just because the other person has more money or something I find that yeah. bro. Like it's not, yeah. it's not fair. My family always said though, with this stuff, you can put in like a family trust or something, and then they won't be able to access it. Um, because you can be like, well, sorry, I don't actually own it technically. It's a family trust, so you ain't taking my Ferrari, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I but I've never seen these couples do, and I think it's like a, it's the same thing. What's that thing? Like you write up something basically, so that if you die, the person doesn't get anything. I will. No, not a will. It's a... Well, a will is usually what you write, and you're like, you know, Bobby gets this, Joe gets this, whatever gets this. Yeah. It, no, it's not that. It's something I'm pretty that... sure. I'm pretty sure you can even put in your will, like, like don't give so-and-so this, or like, like, no one touches this. Uh, no, it's not a will. But that being said, you're dead, so it's not you can stop it from happening. <laughs> It's, it's something where basically you write it where if you guys get a divorce, then you can't access any of their stuff they brought into the relationship. I, I know, know you're... I know you're... 
Oh wait, okay, hold on, hold on. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to look it up real quick, because I can't think of the name either, but I, I do know what you're talking about. Because my dad once told me about it. <laughs> he was like, I gave it to her, and she just ripped it out. She's like, you funny. <laughs> Let's see, I'm looking up to. What's the thing uh, you write? No, this is multiple things. This is not, this is not what I was looking for. Uh, I can't find it, but a lot of things I've been saying are just saying, like, separate shit. So, so when you get the, we are on a weird path now, but when you get divorced, like, do they just take shit that you guys both have your names on? And then that's, like, when they, like, be like, you take this, you take this, but if, like, if it's just your name on it, do you keep it, or can they still take that? Um, I'm not sure. Um, probably not because like, like how we talked about with the Ferraris and shit. Like that's a real thing, <laughs> where like they're like, oh, you taking the car? Which I don't understand. Like if you're taking half the stuff, split it up. So you don't, you don't need the mansion and the Ferrari. No, you get one of them. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, with being two faced, January is the divorce month. So, watch out. Is it really? And, yeah, that's what this article says. And if it's online, uh, you know, I didn't know it's that. Right. <laughs> Believe everything online. That's that's what, um, what we want you guys to take away from this today is to believe everything online. <laughs> uh, okay, so since we're talking about two phase, let's talk about divorces. So, here are the five steps according to uh, amps. W. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Basically, these are the five steps you need to protect yourself dealing with two-faced people and divorces. First, you're going to identify all your assets and clarify what's yours. Um, so with this, yeah, a judge is going to care more about good financial statement than a picture of someone going out of a hotel. <laughs> oh my god, that's so creepy. Look at it, look at this, your honor. She's walking out of this motel, lot C-B. <laughs> With my brother. You see him right there? I know that's Jib. I recognize that mo anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so see. I was right. So like if oh you my. if it's technically yours, they can't take it. So like so like if you buy a car and in the insurance you just put your name on it and like when you buy it you just put your name on it. And if you get divorced they can't touch it. Because it is legally and financially yours. Yes, online it's saying that it mostly comes down to the state you're in, because like a place like Washington, California, or Texas, you can lose half of everything that's jointly owned in divorce. Uh, in those states, mar marital assets and debts incurring by either spouse during the marriage are divided 50-50. However, separate property, anything held in only one spouse's name, including property owned before marriage, given as a gift, or inherited, is not taken into account. So, uh, well, I feel like so essentially, not, I haven't seen that a lot though, because like like I was talking about earlier with like like the you know within someone with a lot of money and someone without a lot of money, they just take everything really. I think. Well, I guess I, I also don't know whose name is on what. Yeah, I think in those situations, it's because they have like a joint account; they don't have separate accounts. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong though. Yeah, probably. Well. Yeah, probably. It was also in those states, only those three, so maybe it's different in other states. Maybe like, oh, you think you can get slick with only your separate account? You're funny. <laughs> that still hurts, buddy. I'm gonna look it up real quick. In a separate bank account. So... Let's see. According to the markslawfirm.com, if a spouse wants to hold the house as separate property this, in a divorce, the spouse should make all payments and maintenance through that spouse's separate income in a separate bank account. At divorce, the spouse can show all these contributions both before and after marriage to claim an unequal stake in that property to make sure that they keep it. Um, and then... 
conversely jointly tilting the residents in both spouses' names will create a presumption the residence is martial, mar marital, and will put the burden yeah, on the spouse who purchased the home originally. Yeah, originally to seek an unequal distribution of the equity in the house. Not always easy because the act of jointly tilting the house indicates an intent to make the house a asset so that the previous separate equity is now gifted to the other spouse. There's so much for paperwork in like a divorce, god dang. I mean, there's so much paperwork in a marriage. Yeah, that's true. See, that's why I don't want to get married. I'll just stay <laughs> dating forever. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, some, a lot of people do do that. They just stay in a relationship forever without even getting married. But if anything, that really isn't that bad. Because then, like, if you guys do end up breaking up, then there isn't the whole divorce shit going on. And then, you know, you don't get your stuff till, stolen or you don't take someone else's stuff. Mm hmm Oh, that's why. So, in this thing, it also says, however... When you don't, when only one person is is considered a working, meaning that they're like they're paying taxes. Or well, no, I don't want to say they're paying taxes. I'm sure they don't pay taxes. Basically, they're the they're the bread what's the, bread maker. Bread, what's that saying called? Bread you maker. Know? Oh, perfect. So basically, they're the, the money maker. maker. Uh, so when it's only one, it causes conflict. When you have two working spouse, spouses, however, it reduces conflict. Uh, it's saying that if you agree which expenses are going to come out of the joint account, costs such as your mortgage or rent, payment, groceries, utilities, and then and then some, you can decide that personal expenses come out of your personal account. There's nothing really to fight about in the in like the in the court. Um, However, if you live in a community property state, anything acquired during the marriage, including the income used to fund those separate accounts, is considered community property and therefore belongs to both spouses, such as people in Alaska, Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin all fall in this category. Dang, so even if you have different accounts, you're so fucked. They're gonna be like this is mine. <laughs> That's how they have the Ferrari, bro. Cause you were freaking in Washington. You didn't want to move to Alaska. Now you lost your cost. <laughs> they just oh make me not want to get married. Sage is gonna call me up. She's like, Nathan, what the fuck? <laughs> the whole thing planned out. <laughs> you ruined it. You know what I'm gonna like? Remember how I said if I don't get to play Nightcore at your wedding, there's not gonna be a wedding. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sage, if you're listening, I'm kidding. You know, JC's got to you eventually. And I'm still going to play Nightcore, okay? Uh, it's got to be his no, music sped up. No, it, come on. Nightcore is not. Nope, not happening. I hate Nightcore. I hate Speaking of Two-Face, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, with, uh, with that being said, though, we... we uh, to my watch here, my hand. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone past our our point a bit. Um, so to wrap up, yeah, guys, you know, don't be two faced. And if someone tries to not uh, say weed is not good for you and should be legalized, you know, what you need to do is smack them in the face. Or better yet, get them high <laughs> without them knowing. You know how much fun that would be. <laughs> oh my something. god! I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> Everything's legal these no, days. Don't drug people. That's not what we want you to do. Allegedly. Unless <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me. If you want to drug me, that's alright. Oh, I'll I'll handle it. As long I'm as sure. we don't 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 put anything party favors in his drink, please. I ain't I ain't trying to get JC. Yeah, please. No no secret Molly. <laughs> not yet, at least. <laughs> uh, but with, that, <laughs> with that being said, do you have any final thoughts for our audience, sir? Um, I mean, first off, I'd like to apologize to this fucking random ass <laughs> episode, but, but I think, I think we did touch on some alright subjects and some funny stuff. Um, definitely, yeah, don't, don't be two-faced, guys. Like, that's such a dick thing to do. If you're gonna present yourself, present yourself how you want to be seen, and stick to it. Uh, I, I feel like, like, an Ellen situation, or, you know, something like that, when you just try to juggle them both, it's not gonna work out, and by the end... It's gonna blow up in your face. Um, also, uh, if if someone 
frowns down upon something you're doing, if it helps you with what you're doing or is good for you, you see it as good for you, then I say go ahead and do it, even if it is illegal. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, wait, actually, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. So, uh, you know, Stoddard Schemer, you know, best podcast in the world. <laughs> um, but I've been working on something special for the podcast. I am thinking about doing the stoner exclusives. Ooh. So if there's ever those times where you are lonely smoking in your room, I will bring the pot circle to you. <laughs> we are going to do a a nice group podcast. I'm going to have a couple of different people. They're probably going to be changing out every time I do it. But the whole thing of it is is to bring the pod circle to you. So it should be a group of friends. We're going to be smoking, hanging out. So definitely come and check out when that starts happening. Do you have a uh, mm. a time frame when that may happen? I mean, I'm not 100% sure yet. The idea came to me during quarantine. Um, but I just didn't know how to pull it off or how to set it in motion, so it never happened during quarantine. But hopefully soon it will be happening. I have I have a couple of people in mind who I want to, you know, hop on there, and then obviously any any fans that are close by who are fellow potheads, if you'd like to jump in, get a hold of me because I definitely be down. Um, but yeah, the whole idea was for it because you know during quarantine there was all the memes and stuff of the lonely stoners and. Even myself, I'd be sitting in my closet getting high by myself all depressed as hell because I couldn't be with my friends. <laughs> so the main main goal of it is for, you know, those lonely stoners out there. Because we, we all have those times where you're just getting high by yourself and you're bored as shit, missing, missing your friends. So we're going to bring your friends to you. It's, it's kind of the, the goal. Include you in the conversation. Hell yeah, bro. I warn you now, though, there's going to be some weird-ass conversations. Hey, I mean, this is a... Uh... Free, not free podcast. You funny. <laughs> this is a free platform <laughs> where everyone can express themselves. So, EG fan. Uh, with that being said, everyone, if you would like to keep up with the latest news and everything, so that um you are up to date on everything, you can follow all of our social media. They'll be linked in our description. And with that being said, thank you everyone for watching. We love you and have a good day. Yeah, see you later guys.